You're listening to the Sprues and Brews podcast, your weekly podcast looking at all things Warhammer. Hello and welcome to episode 135 of the Sprues and Brews podcast. My name is Dave and I'm joined once again by Matt. Hello. And Jay. Hello. We also have a super special guest on the show this week. We have James from Siege Studios. Hello, James. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. No problem at all. So later on in the show, we are going to be talking to James about Siege Studios uh, and about his time in the hobby as well. Um, and I think we might even have a quick word about Golden Demon, James, but we'll, we'll talk about that later on. Uh, we've also got on the show our weekly top three. This week, because we've got this couple of weeks of... Um, quietness with no pre-orders and we decided to have our top three based on models that we want to try and get finished before pre-orders resume and we all start picking up new toys again um so that's going to be this week's focus we also have uh, the community top three towards the end of the show and of course there's some tasty bits in the news as well but before we delve into all of that content let's talk about what we've been doing in the hobby this week so matt do you want to start us off well, it's been a pretty busy week, hobby-wise. Finished the uh, the Crimson Court, and I think they are my favourite AOS models they've brought out so far. Ooh, Absolutely amazing-looking vampires. Really fun to paint. Really enjoyed doing those. Uh, I also managed to knock out a unit of uh, Orphan Watch from Curse City. Again, I've, I've kind of used them as a test for my uh, Soul Black Grave Lords uh, scheme. And yet, really happy with that. So, so they're done. And then I managed to get Bellacore built last night as well, so I might even get the airbrush out after this and get him primed because uh, I can't wait to paint this guy. <laughs> He's such a massive model. Yeah, it's really cool. You put, put it next to the old one, and it, you know, it's ginormous <laughs> next to it. Uh, not, not the old one sitting on a, a Silent King's throne. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see you, you paint that guy, Matt. Uh, and do, I mean, at the speed that you paint, you'll be ready tomorrow, though, right? Yeah? You'll be yeah something finished. like that. Something like that. <laughs> um, Jay, what have you been up to in the hobby? Um, so I started on the stream last week painting the um, uh, Luminef Wardens, the Spear Elves, um, and they're almost done. I've just got to finish the shields on them now. So I've done all the bases, the model's complete, like I say, just the shields to, to finish, and I'll, I'll probably get them done tonight and glued on. Uh, then they're done and then um i've also had so infinity um there was a recent release the military orders which i mean they're pretty much black templars but for the infinity system um they were they've just been released so my my pre-order box turned up in the week so i've I've got them built as well so i'm currently taking pictures of the build process i should have a post up this week with a review of those models but they're really really cool like i say they're, they're pretty much black templars in the infinity universe are they going to distract you from your, your mission to paint the Luminef? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about this probably on the top three later on. No, they're not. So so there's <laughs> lots of reasons why my focus is going to be on trying to finish these Luminef Realm Lords over the next two months. Excellent. Cool stuff. Um, for me, um, the, the quietest kind of week on the hobby. However, I have picked up and started to paint, uh, paint quite a lot, actually. And I'm not going to try and pronounce the, his name, but it's the Ogre Warband from Underworlds. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, Matt, you're really good at saying Warhammer-based names. I'm sure it's a superpower that you've got. Any <laughs> idea how you pronounce his name? I, I, I could not tell you what his name is. It's like Hrothgorn or something. Hrothgorn, something like that. Um, Dave the Ogre. Dave the Ogre. Um, so I started painting uh, that Warband because um, I'm just so into Ogres at the moment. 
Um, and I wanted something new for It's Thunder not a war band. It's an ogre with some fast food, like <laughs> a snack. He comes with a cat. He comes with a frost he saber. Does, he does come with a cat. Oh, does he? Oh, right. I thought it was just knobblers he came with, like, few yeah, just, legs. He does come with four knobblers, two, two on top, uh, the, sort of one model. Uh, but no, it's a really nice looking war band. I think all the war bands for Underworld are pretty much are really nice. Um, but yeah, I should hopefully have them finished in the next um, couple of days. I've, cool. I've pretty much finished the Frost Saber, which is which is really cool. And I think I think that's me for the, the hobby this week. I randomly painted a Noblar for Blood Bowl, but that was more <laughs> as a test scheme for for my Noblar for my Underworld. Uh, underworld uh, I wondered why you were painting that. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do need to get my Blood Bowl stuff finished. Um, but yeah, that that was the real reason I painted that Noblar was to 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 try and get the the, the Noblar right. Um, James, have you been up to anything sort of personally in the hobby over the last uh, week or so? Uh, in the last week, uh, I picked up some of my Kazchans, which I've been doing for Ooh, quite, nice. quite a while now, for uh, for the first time in a long time. Um, I basically worked on two models from something new that Siege launched recently, um, and that kind of kept me busy for quite some time, just getting those two done that, out of the five that were, were sort of launched. So, yeah, I, I have been painting quite a lot, but it's just been focused on, on two models pretty much, which has been a bit frustrating for the shelf of, of Katachan screaming at me to get painted. But, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. Excellent. Have you been a fan of the Katachans for a while? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, uh, you, oh, yeah, I'm a, a massive, massive Blood Angels fanboy, but um, but the, uh, the, the Katachans have always had a special place in my heart. I've always really, really liked them. And, and uh, I, I want to do the old kits justice as best as possible uh, with the army that I'm doing. So, so yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've always liked them. They're great. What do you think of the new sort of the, the limited edition ones that we've seen? I mean, we speculated a few weeks ago, well, quite a few weeks ago on the podcast that potentially we could see some new Katachans in the future. I guess you'd be totally on board with that. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. Like the the two new models, so obviously the uh, lieutenant and uh, the sergeant. They're um, they're both like, or it's the colonel, sorry, not lieutenant. Um, they're both really, really, really good. Um, yeah, so the the quality of the, of the sculpts and is just phenomenal. Um, so if I could get new Catachans, then that would be great. However, I think I started this project uh, or like project. I've, I've, like my project Catachan, I've started it like just exclusively using the old models and then just trying to make them look as best as I can with the old sculpts. Yeah. I mean, they they are what they are, you know. Um, they look like like absolute roided up maniacs. But the reality is, is that, <laughs> the, but I just there's something about them that just reminds me of being really young and um, going into like GW when I was a kid and seeing like the like, you know seeing them in the, on the shelves. And so I just really want to use them as much of them as possible and and to try and make them look as good as I can for. The, the quality of the sculpt um so yeah that's basically they've got it. a certain charm to them yeah i think i think one of the things i really like about them is that the that a lot of the new models that that's not that, like the biggest G-boy, gw fanboy ever but like i think a lot of the new models whether it's for 40k or for, for, for age of sigma they're they're absolutely firing the detail gun at them as much as possible when they're designing them in cad and um there's nothing wrong with that at all in the slightest absolutely love love details on models however there's something really really nice about a very simplistic model that when it comes to physically painting it, it doesn't have so much detail unless you strap loads of grenades on it or pouches or whatever. And it does give you the opportunity to do things like uh, cloth texture and all these different things on the models because they are so bare and you need to add more interest in the actual painting of it, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. So, so, so yeah, like I, I, that's one of the things I really like about them is that they're, obviously they're not the best sculpts, let's be honest, but trying to get the best that you can out of them, I think there's something more to them when you do try and push it as much as you can with them i think yeah so that's that's essentially essentially it yeah 
excellent stuff. It sounds awesome. I'll have to check out some of your cajuns. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about your uh, projects later on uh, in the show, James. Uh, but for now, I think that brings us to the end of this opening segment to this week's episode. We've got quite a bit to get through, so we're going to take a pause and come back with this week's news. So what do we have in this week's news, Matt? Well, once again, we have no pre-orders this week. However, we did learn that on the 8th of May, when pre-orders do return, we've got the new Necromunda boxed game Hive War. So this is a kind of a replacement for the old one that they did a while ago. Uh, it's got an Escher gang in there, a Dalak gang. There's Zone Mortalis scenery, a mat to put it all on, rule book, cards, tokens, templates, all the usual stuff. So if you get into Necromunda, that looks really, really cool. Uh, hopefully, I think Warcom are having a bit of a closer look at it this week, so... Yeah, looking forward to, to seeing that because, yeah, I'm a big Necromunda fan and uh, desperately want to get some games on the go when we can. Yeah. Uh, for the AdMech, we also saw a glimpse of the Combat Patrol on the way for them. And this looks a really good bargain. We get a Tech Priest, a Tenkiskatari, three Cataphrons and a Dune Crawler. Uh, all that separately would cost you £127.50. So if we use the average RRP for the Combat Patrol at 85 quid, you save about 42 43 quid. So essentially you're getting the Dune Crawler for free, which... Seems pretty good, especially if you get it from, you know, Element or somewhere for 60 odd quid. Mm. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. And I think it's really good for, because I know some of the combat patrols haven't been ideal for new players, um, but this one does. This one seems perfect for new players. Yeah, that seems really good. And even existing ones, you know, it's not it's not the same Dominus that's been in every start collecting and battle box that they've ever done. So, <laughs> yeah, nice set that. Uh, we also saw another um, Broken Realms model revealed today in the War Song Revenant. So, yeah, Jay, what, what are your thoughts on this new uh, Sylvaneth uh, character? Yeah, really, really cool. So it, it's like I say, it's a Revenant unit. So we've got the uh, Tree Revenant, Spike Revenants. Uh, more recently was the Arch Revenant, which was like a new leader type character for uh, the Sylvaneth. And now this War Song Revenant. So it's sort of. You've got the Dryads and the Kurnoffs and the Tree Spirits and now these more elvish looking um, units as well. Um, I just hope it, it's just, you know, a glimpse at, at one of many models that are coming for the Sylvaneth. It'd be cool to see the range expanded in that way, especially with what we know from Broken Realms Techless and what Alariel's up to now. And, and the, the balance between life and death is now is now skewed the other way. So. Mm, yeah, so in the War Compost, it says that Alariel's trying to clear uh, the realm of life of the Taint of Chaos and has been singing a song of cleansing to the Oak of Ages. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Orion reborn from the Oak of Ages each season? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So I wonder if that could be a, could be a nod yeah. at that. But yeah, really cool model. I look, it's kind of a bit, kind of, it looks like a kind of insecty creature with wings made out of leaves. It's, it's quite a weird looking thing, isn't it? It is, yeah. It, it, at first, when I, I, I looked at it, I don't know if you've seen the Sylvaneth Underworld Warband. There's, um, I think she's called the Lady of Vines or something like that. But she's she's like a Tree Revenant type caster, but her lower body sort of spirals into all of these vines, which is pretty cool. But this guy, he's he's got the lower body of a of a, a regular Revenant as well, and this like big cape thing flowing down behind him, and all the vines underneath. Mm. It's quite quite a nice silhouette and quite a nice looking model. It's on a, an oval base as well. I noticed when in the 360 when you spin it around, so it goes back quite a long way as well. Um, but there's lots of cool, interesting details on. So you've got the um, inset looking eggs along the top. Um, and it was sort of alluded to in the in the Warhammer community article that he'll have some sort of um, uh, he can rouse the spikes to attack nearby enemies and things like that. Uh, and he's also got that big um, like flute instrument type thing, which is when we first saw the the silhouette, I thought, oh, that looks like a horn. And then you're right, Orion Kernoff, you know, mm. the, he has the horn of the hunt. 
Um, but it, it, it's not a horn in that sense. So, but yeah, very very nice model, and it, I, I'm really excited to see what happens to the Silver Nef. I have a feeling we might see something a bit sooner for them when Aegis, you know, the next edition of Aegis Sigma comes along or uh, the Broken Realm series wraps up. It does seem like Alario's yeah. going to have quite an important part to play. Well, a feeling at the very least, in Kragnos, we'll get some updated Sylvaneth profile, so that'll be good. To bring yeah. them up to date a little bit. So yeah, really exciting. If you're not into AOS though and prefer your 40k, we also saw an awesome new Sisters of Battle model today. The uh, Reliquent at Arms, which is basically a battle standard bearer for the Sisters of Battle. And this looks amazing as well. I absolutely need to paint one of these up. Uh, it's um, hol- they're holding an auto tapestry, is that right? Is that some auto sort of tapestry. rapid firing tapestry? Yeah, I, guess, I guess it kind of does itself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, really cool. And, you know, we've seen a few kind of like battle standard bearer kind of models for different armies. And I'm glad that they're coming back because that is something that I've missed from the hobby. It's nice to have a little kind of focal point of the army, which isn't necessarily a big monster or something. Yeah, they have got this 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 banner sort of thing going on at the moment, haven't they? They've got quite a few new banner models coming out. The Luminef banner blade, now this. So no, really cool. Um, presumably we've got quite a big range coming with the sisters when they when they drop, and uh, I imagine we'll see that in the uh, the preview of what's coming on. Speaking of the preview, um, obviously Warhammer Fest last year was cancelled due to COVID. This year, likewise. However, they are doing it online. So from Monday the third, which is next Monday and a bank holiday, uh, through to the Saturday, they've got a different reveal every day uh, at 6 p.m. on uh, the Twitch channel and on Warhammer Community. I think we're going to see some pretty big stuff revealed here. So on the Monday, the cover of Age of Sigma, in my notes, we've got to scroll down. Kragnos, surely going to see kind of the whole kind of range of stuff coming out for there. Vampires, presumably, we'll get a glimpse. I think we'll get a teaser at third edition as well. It's normally Warhammer Fest where they show off new editions. And, I remember uh, walking around the cabinets looking at the Sacrosanct Chamber fighting the Nighthorn at Warhammer Fest a couple of years back, Age of Sigma 2, so yeah. Yeah, they might, they'll, probably, they'll probably just give us a little tease. I don't think we'll see all the details, um, but yeah, I think they'll definitely announce it then. Uh, the Tuesday and the Friday, they've got 40k, so two shows for that. Obviously, we've got the, the Mechanicum books due out imminently. Uh, Sisters, Orcs, Demons presumably are going to get a book because we haven't got proper rules for Bellacore yet. And um, we've got the, the Warzone Carried On Part 2 coming at some point as well, so... Those will probably be featured on those two shows. The Wednesday, they've got a Black Library show. So presumably we'll see The Siege of Terror, uh, the, the next book in that. And there's not many left now. We're on book six. So this will be the penultimate book when they announce it, I think. Uh, and then on the Thursday, we've got Boxed Games, uh, presumably the Ideneth from Underworlds. Outside of that, who knows? Maybe a bit of Necromunda stuff. We could maybe see another edition of Aeronautica but I'm not sure how well that's sold. So I don't know if it's, you know, we have, we have had a box every year for the last couple of years, but I don't know. I don't know how well it's actually done. Yeah. Remember they did those posts, didn't they? A while back, like Eldar versus Necrons and um, uh, was it Tau versus Orcs or something like that. So yeah, a bit strange. Yeah, it'd be cool to see. It'd be cool to see, but I just don't know if it's maybe not been that successful. Uh, but then the big one's the Saturday where it's a mystery. I imagine we're probably going to see a new Horus Heresy box announced on the Saturday because we know, we know it's due and, you know, this is the kind of show where we'll probably see it. So, yeah, super exciting stuff there. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm really looking to see what the mystery day I was actually going to say, as soon as I saw that, I thought Horus Heresy for the Saturday. Um, anything you'd yeah. like to see, James? Yeah, I, I think we're long overdue the return of a loyalist Primarch. Seems we know that, <laughs> that um, Fulgrim has been sniffing around, as well as um, 
and Gron. So uh, either Sleeping Beauty will wake up, or <laughs> or or we will have um, we'll have uh, what I would like to think is uh, either we're going to have a really random Primark that no one's expecting, which I would love, um, and either the Khan or um, probably Dawn or something like that, which I think would yeah. be incre- would be incredible, and it's a complete curveball. Most people are assuming or expecting that um, that uh, it will probably be um, uh, it will be like I don't know obviously the lion or or, or possibly Russ which would be quite quite good um, but I really would love them to bring back uh, like as I said like the the Khan because it's just he's just such an underrated character and I think he's really not understood as well because obviously we haven't seen him in 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 30k. The only thing that's a bit of a, a thing that possibly wouldn't happen is that they haven't released him in 30k yet, so we don't kind of know what he looks like, if that makes sense. Obviously, you've got the front covers of the books mm. and things, but but I would love to see him come back in 40k because it's a complete curveball, and it's like here's a Primark that kind of resets the table a little bit, and the white scars get a little bit of glory. I think that'd be quite nice. See, I, I like that because he, he is the only Primark we haven't seen at all, and you know what? A, a Primark riding a jet bike would be a cool kit they could potentially put out for both systems at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And we know he's kicking it about as well. Yeah, he's, 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 he's the, uh, more, isn't he, with the, the, the dark, isn't the dark Yeah. Yeah, I, I would love to see him, cause, and it's just a phenomenal character, like massively underrated, not really well known. Obviously, the the, the scars book made it a lot better, but. I think um, I think that yeah he's massively un, un like it's a it's a perfect counter to having two really really powerful demonic primarchs return um, because he's so good with a blade and and he's just so un, underrated in their eyes and they just don't expect him which I think is just a really good factor. He's unpredictable. He gets he gets some good. Um, I don't know if you've read much of the Siege of Terror um, stories, James from Boardwell um, Bot Library, but in in the recent books he gets some really really good um, 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 you know uh, um, stories and things in there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I haven't read enough of them yet. I just simply haven't had the time, but I, I do want to. Excellent. I mean, Stop you're all wrong because the question mark is um, actually the the Lumina Frelmords um, Battle Tome Three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think the the, the community would lose their collective minds if that happened. <laughs> Tyrion's coming with Battle Tome Three. <laughs> oh God, imagine that. Excellent. Does that wrap us up for this week's news, Matt? It does indeed. Yeah. Fantastic. We're going to take a pause and we'll be right back. So we are joined this week by James from Siege Studio. So James, I think it's only fair to start this segment by asking, who are you and what is Siege Studios? Uh, so hi, so firstly, thanks again for having me on the show. Uh, I really, really honestly appreciate it. Um, so I, uh, I've been in the hobby since I was uh, nine years old. Um, I Before that, I'd done airfix kits and things like that. My granddad, he was a World War II anti-aircraft gunner around London. And uh, he knew every aircraft both German and uh, allied that you could shake a stick at and got me into model kits when I was a kid. Um, I uh, One weekend when I was uh, nine years old, I was ta- look, look, being looked after by my grandparents. I, got, I kind of got taken into a charity shop, uh, found a bag of Space Marines uh, that have been part painted. They weren't painted. Some were fully painted, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and the addiction for plastic crack came from there. So um, so that's that's kind of where it started. Um Many years down the line, uh, Siege Studios is a UK-based premium commission miniature painting service uh, with 52 painters and eight office staff. Um, we uh, we paint, we're a premium studio, so everything we paint from our bronze premium gaming level, which is an above tabletop minimum standard, goes through our four levels, which is bronze, silver, gold, and platinum, uh, all the way up to platinum, which is a full competition quality. Uh, and what I mean by that is uh, the senior team at Siege and all the painters within the company are 
extremely, extremely good painters. But our senior team are ex-Heavy Metal, ex-Games Workshop Army painters, Golden Dean winners and finalists, or Monte San Casino uh, uh, finalists, or all different painting competitions, basically. Um, we've got team members that have got that kind of background at our senior level as well. And uh, we work for international clients all over the world. Um, and that's pretty much what Siege is in a very short uh, sort of synopsis. I've seen quite a, a bit of your stuff, kind of like from your website, but also from from different things, you know, shows and stuff that I've watched. Uh, Tabletop Tactics being one, I know you, 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 I think you've done quite a bit for those, haven't you? Yeah. Um, so yeah, some of the stuff I've seen is absolutely spectacular. And like you say, you've got the pedigree of staff there that have kind of won the prizes. And I believe yourself, uh, I believe you've entered Golden Demon as well. Uh, yeah, so um, I when I've had the chance to paint in over the last eight years in, in growing the company that, that um, I'm super humbled to, to sort of have my hand on the steering wheel of, um, I yeah I've entered Golden Demon. I, I've got a bronze demon and uh, I've got a couple of other things that I've won. Uh, one from Salute uh, and uh, I've also got. Funny enough, Siege has got its own painting competition that we launched in 2020. Was it 2019? The last year or so has been a blur, but. Um, <laughs> But um, and I've got uh, in the staff cat. I've also got a bronze from for my own painting competition, which is really weird. But never mind. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, I didn't rig it. I promise. <laughs> so yeah, um, so yeah, uh, but yeah, that's that's yeah. It's great to have the team we did. I always say this like first and foremost. Um, like um, I'm very different as it comes to an owner of a business. Like I I grew up with nothing and uh, I've built and worked for everything I've ever had and um, Siege as a company wouldn't be the company that it is if it wasn't for, for the team that I've got both in office and also on the painting team like 50% of the business is the painting team like Theo uh, I, I'd have brushes in between every finger and, and mouth and out my ears and in my toes if, if, if trying to paint everything if it was just me and it's really not you know um, it, it's super humbling to, to go into work every day like it genuinely is. Yeah I had no idea it was such a big operation actually uh, that's impressive. Thank you. How how would somebody go about um, getting a commission with uh, with you guys? Um, so everything everything is done uh, through the website. So uh, on the website, there's a contact form uh, on the uh, that you can complete all the information, select those various drop down options, um, and we've also got a new contact form for a new service which we launched a couple of weeks ago called Custom Service. Um, so uh, and you just fill out those details. Uh, the one thing that I, I come from uh, from recruitment, so I worked in recruitment for just shy of uh, eleven years, and um, to work in a super, super corporate uh, sort of red tape business driven environment for those many years and then to build a business and grow a business within this industry. The difference is is, is like chalk and cheese like um, this our industry and I'm talking wargaming. It, it started with John and Fred in your shed as in like people playing games in their sheds and, and all this kind of stuff. And, and games workshops roots come from that, if you know what I mean. There's a couple of guys who started a shop and. Uh, you know sold other people's games created their own game and so on and so forth so it, it, it it's it's come from a hobby background it's not come from a commercial corporate nature if that makes sense so yeah, yeah. um in a slight tangent to your question like we are we do not accept any kind of inquiry through social media messages uh everything is done via email through our website um we get messages all the time oh how much is this can you price this can you price this and it's like it's the most unprofessional way of doing it in my personal opinion like uh you wouldn't you wouldn't walk up to the, the forecourt of a car garage and and try and broker a deal with the with the salesman on the forecourt whilst just leaning on the car you know <laughs> you, you go inside the garage you sit down you talk about what you want paperwork work kind on of stuff and that's exactly the same with us that's that's that, that's the way we are as a business um 
I am a hobbyist. I, when I leave the office every day, I, I take my hat off and, you know, and I become the painter that I am and just do the things that I enjoy and all that kind of stuff. But Siege is a business and we and I go in there every day and do what I love for work. But it but it is work at the end of the day, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And um, something uh, that I didn't realize you did until um, a couple of days ago is you actually do quite a few uh, tutorial classes and things. Yeah, uh, yeah, we've um, so um, we've run uh, our core course, which is called the EMC or Essentials Master Course. That's been running for about five years or so, um, and that was myself pretty much uh, doing courses at various different uh, locations. So Element, um, uh, the, uh, there used to be one in Br- uh, the Bristol Independent Gaming. There used to be um, a, a shop in London that was called Warbore that's no longer around. Um, and there, there's quite a few shops that I, I teach in, like 4TK in, in Colchester and Essex um uh, bad moon in london so we obviously we've been teaching classes for many many years um obviously with everything that's gone on over the last year or so um we just haven't been teaching physical classes and um we launched our online uh, patreon tuition just shy of uh, 14 months ago um so we just we now offer because we had a lot of people going oh i'd love to come on your courses but i'm like in the states or australia or japan or hong kong yeah. or that. and it's obviously we had we've have had people travel from germany from denmark from sweden places like that but um but obviously for other people, it's quite a much longer commute. So we, we, we obviously do the physical classes and also we do online tuition as well. So, yeah, we've got two forms. Yeah, that's really, really cool. And are they open to sort of any level of painter? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, we, uh, we, we've got obviously like every Patreon out there, we've got different tiers that apply for different scales of complexity of techniques. Um, we also offer obviously through our Patreon one to one tuition. Uh, we have that as an independent product as well that you can purchase. Obviously, if you want to get an hour with one of the team or two hours or a weekend or, or full day or whatever. So we're, we're very flexible with uh, the, 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 the product we're selling, which is time and experience and, and really experience in the grand scheme, scheme of things is, is just many years of time spent learning and mastering techniques and painting miniatures. So it's, you're buying time at the end of the day. That's the, that's the thing you're purchasing. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was going to actually ask how um, lockdown's been for, for Seed, but I guess a lot of this kind of um, with obviously painting and obviously your online tutorials, like, you know, have you come through lockdown OK? Uh, yeah, it's been um, so I, I didn't furlough anybody um, because I because I, I genuinely feel that like and I, I've seen it on the news, like, you know, um, we were in a position whereby um, I, I was able to not furlough anyone and I, and I didn't want to because I felt that's kind of like a bit of a discredit and disservice to everybody that's in the company that's put a, a metric ton of effort into growing this thing with me over the last two years. I mean, just just to be a bit clear, like um, Joe, who's my artist manager only joined the business two years ago so for six years everything you've seen of siege from up until two years ago was just me either in my old my old flat and the first office i got um or the current building that we're in and then when joe joined the business just shy two years ago um it 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 just obviously more hands on the on the on the rowing the boat makes it move quicker and uh, and obviously we've had crazy growth over the last two years and the lockdown has taken that uh, injected it with uh, with nitrous oxide and, and just made it just absolutely ridiculous. Like it, the, the industry has been absolutely booming the last mm. last year. It's, it's you know um, we're very very fortunate and I'm very humbled that I've managed to keep 50 painters uh, full with work with long pipelines and have uh, you know at that point uh, when the lockdown started six members of office staff including myself um, and had to recruit two members of staff during the pandemic. To, to actually facilitate the amount of work that we're getting in, so it's it's been it's been absolutely mental. Like, uh, and that's that's obviously just the commission side, like classes and, and other things that we do. 
being frank and uh, I'll always be black and white people like the revenue streams into the business like through classes uh, obviously died overnight because of the lockdown and pandemic and mm. uh, and when we're doing 20 25 classes a year that's a, a sizable amount of revenue for the business which which obviously we lost overnight um you know so to be able to do all the things that we've done and grow as we have done um over the last sort of 12 to 14 months has just been absolutely mental um i i, I never would have imagined that this tiny little thing which i started in a dingy little flat above a chemist that, that really shouldn't have been rented out um mm-hmm. to, to to where it is today it, it's been the most humbling journey um in, in the most cliche analogy of it but it's been the most humbling journey i've ever had so so yeah that's incredible that, that's really cool um a bit more of a fun question james uh, you've probably seen so many commissions come through c studios but is there one that sticks out have you have you had a project which is just like this is bonkers crazy good uh, it, yeah. what's your favorite yeah so so there's various different forms of commission that we have the pleasure and honor of, of completing for our clients um and um there is this absolute iconic job which we um which we had the pleasure of completing uh, not just one phase but multiple phases of um so we had a client um who who said look i really want a fun space marine army i want something totally different that nobody is ever going to do because it's just so ludicrous and um i was like right my ears obviously twigged i was like right okay what the hell could this be uh so anyway we sent the quote across the client agreed it was booked in and then we submitted we sent our spec sheet so then the, com- the client completes the spec sheet and i had literally no idea what was going to be coming back i i I, ge- I genuinely was like what the hell is this going to be mm-hmm. lo and behold a day or two later the client sends back the spec and uh, normally our specs work so that you can put as much information as possible within them broken down by all the different things that you're having done uh, we as many photos as possible so we can be completely because as a business as a business owner and also as a painter as well you know understanding the true expectation of the client and that we nail it and do exactly as requested within the confines of what's been paid for and also the ability and level that they've chosen is really important um so i open the spec and i've got about a line of text in the building and cleaning section um just saying whatever weapon loadouts you want i was like okay that's uh it's quite funny he doesn't want it for gaming clearly he's not a competitive gamer but um painting section was like it was this line and i i'll never forget it which is i would like a space marine chapter themed after bacon <laughs> <laughs> okay all right um so so um it, you know, it, so it, it just said, please see attached images one, two, three, four for reference. And the first image was a baby pig. The second, the second image was a pack of rashers bacon that he'd taken whilst being in the supermarket. Um, the, the third, the third image was just a picture of some pigs in the field. And then the fourth picture was just some rashers of bacon in the frying pan. That, 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 that was the pictorial reference that was given for the project. And he just said, basing, do whatever that you like. Um, so. So anyway, um, we we Ben, one of my painters, one of my longest longest serving painters, um, who's, who's been with the business nearly eight years or, or over eight years now. Um, I, I said to I said to the guys in the company at the time, I said, look, we've got this absolutely mental job. All right, okay, you've got artistic license and you can go as crazy as you like. All right, um, and Ben just went, yep, I'll do it. And he painted this. He took that brief, which was <laughs> absolutely ludicrous, and. Um, and created this really cool maroon coloured space marine chapter. Um, all the shoulder pad trims were like a sort of beige 
kind of khaki kind of color which was the fat of the bacon um he'd done some conversions like one of the sergeants had a had a tomato ketchup squeegee bottle and a bacon butty in his hand and he was splurging ketchup into the into the bacon butty which was quite hilarious um and then and then all the purity seals across the whole entire force the actual seal uh, the actual ribbon part that would have the text on it was actually rashes of bacon and then it was like a tomato that was stuck <laughs> into oh, the armor so um the funniest thing about this is obviously we always video document all of our projects um and there is a video on the on the cg youtube channel called bacon marines and you can go and have a look at it and i guarantee you trying to it took me probably about six or seven takes to actually try and record the video because i was i was laughing so much at trying to be serious trying to record this video um so we obviously completed that army sent the army back uh and then lo and behold the client came back and done two more phases with us <laughs> so, oh so more it was, bacon marines <laughs> it, it, it was the most ludicrous thing that we have ever done ever done as a company like we've done angry marines we've done uh goth celestines we've done like uh prince themed eldar farsiers on jet bikes like we've done some funny stuff over the last you know eight years but the baker marines will forever take the hat as the funniest most mad project we have ever done like just uh, it's, it's just hilarious when i wrote that question down i had absolutely no <laughs> idea that that was going to be an answer I, I i don't know what i was expecting maybe like um a rainbow colored army or something uh, i did not imagine it would be uh bacon marines that's that's incredible i'll be watching that video uh, as yeah. soon as we finish recording this podcast, it's, it's worth it's um, worth it's worth a watch for a laugh. Honestly, it is it is, it is hilarious. I, I, I promise you, it's just yeah, it's just ridiculous. That's incredible. It's got to be chapter master Ron Swanson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. when do they get written into the next Space Marine Codex? Where yeah. has, uh, where's yeah. the Codex supplement for those guys? Yeah, honestly, it's just yeah, you couldn't make it up if you tried. It just it was just hilarious. Honestly, um, that's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. amazing. Oh, I can see I can see the. <laughs> I'm just looking at the video now and they've got the land raid in. It's got a bacon butty on the side of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so awesome. Um, switching to, to kind of yourself, you mentioned that you um you collect and you, you paint catagens. Um, do you have any other sort of personal projects? You know, is the catagens your favourite army or is it does your heart also belong somewhere else when it comes to the hobby? My my heart will always belong to the noble yet very very honourable uh ninth legion always um i have been a blood angels fanboy since the first time i ever saw a second edition box set and the angels of death codex uh in second edition um quite frankly like uh red is my favorite color it always has been um so i was kind of bought into that but then at a very young age i think i read the angels of death book uh we'll ignore the dark angels because there are sort of cousins that are bad um but um, but we uh no, all jokes aside I like, I like dark angels as well but like um but the reality is is that yeah i read the angels death codex back to back like so many times as a kid uh i remember you know reading it in bed as a kid um you know literally my parents having to i'd fall asleep and it would be on, on late i'd be, I'd be open like honestly I, I i love that book um just all the different things about the, the chapter the, the the fact that they're so so conflicted with doing the best they can for humanity and like the salamanders and blood angels are known for being like the most human like kind of of, mm-hmm. of, of chapters of maybe the salamanders even more so but um but um yeah i just always loved the uh the, the sort of the background the narrative um that the, the way that they they're in this 
turmoil in a, in a turmoil in a conflict of they know that this aggression is really good for fighting their enemies and it makes them obviously stronger it makes them obviously better at, at dispatching the enemies of the emperor and mankind but at the same time it's revered in that stain on their lineage and the stain on that um on people assuming that they're this really noble sort of super humble sort of chapter that are just like yeah we're you know this is our father he sacrificed himself for man all this kind of stuff like i love them all the characters um you know just just absolutely the biggest fanboy if you want a 10-hour podcast just talk to me about other <laughs> we can get together and do this then i'm a blood angels fan they're my favorite legion as well in chapter yeah. and yeah i think they're brilliant i think that the the founding sanguinius was the only primarch to sort of recognize the empire emperor straight away and and, and submit to him straight away without fighting him or challenging him yeah, yeah so yeah yeah i've always always just um absolutely love them like do you own the um, forge world model Yes, I do. Uh, I do. The, the big, the, the, one of the biggest problems for me is 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 finding that commodity which we don't get any more of, which is time. Um, like I obviously growing growing siege at the rate that I have, and obviously to where it is now, you know, as, as remaining trying to remain as humble as possible. Like um, it doesn't leave a lot of time for for many other things sometimes, which can be frustrating. Um, uh, and the thing that actually got me into more sort of like pushing myself as a painter which is competitions i don't i don't really get to do that as much as i want to um you know it was so annoying over the lockdown that um so many people were painting amazing miniatures and i was just scrolling through instagram or going on facebook groups or whatever and seeing all these amazing models or all my competition friends painting loads of stuff for when, when competitions return and i'm like just trying to bail out water because it's so busy at work it's just like you know um i've got a blood angels army that i absolutely love and i've been painting it for nigh on years um you know and uh i'll gradually tweak away at it uh i have got sanguinius i've got the uh the limited edition base as well um and uh i will get around to him when i get a chance but um he's on the uh, massive pile of gray shame that i have at the office i have my ra- i have my own rack in the storeroom because i can't have it at home anymore so it's uh it's <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad i'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah i think we found because we've um not been able to get any gaming in over these um over these lockdowns i think we've done probably the opposite we've probably done so much more painting in the last um time i know i have um painted so much last homes i can't wait to actually get to use it on the tabletop yeah, um yeah yeah did, did you get guess, much oh sorry jay i was gonna say i guess it's a bit easier when you only have to manage your own painting and not not 52 other people's painting <laughs> yeah uh, well i can't take all the credit like you know I'll, I'll always say this it's it's um you know not trying to deviate from the subject too much but like um uh, I, being in recruitment I used to walk into companies as a recruitment consultant and see so many businesses that were run by bosses and not by leaders um, and I can't stand that culture in a company like um, the b word in in the company is banned like no one calls me that um, because I hate it uh, and um, I wouldn't have the company if it weren't for the painting team and the office team like 50% of it is obviously everything that I started in the early days but once it got past the point of me not being able to paint everything and I'm depending on other people, both in the office and also in the it's it's a truly 50 50 symbiotic relationship between the team and also the way that the business is run. Um, so in a diverted question, apologies. Um, yeah, like it is difficult to get time when you've got 52 people to, to manage and, and half the management does go for Joe in the office. He works his socks off, bless him, you know, uh, me having all these ideas of things we're going to do and him trying to grab my coat, my coattails to hold me back because I'm, <laughs> because I'm, I'm, I've got so much stuff that I want to do. So yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, it's, it's been a hard task. It has been the last year. I'll, I'll, I'll be completely transparent about that. So yeah. Excellent stuff. Uh, that's, that's been a really uh, interesting chat. I mean, um, I'm definitely going to check out that video uh, once we've, once we've finished this show. Um, and I will pull out a couple of examples of, um, of, of your studio's work 
on the podcast post as well, uh, as well as a link to obviously where you um, you can check out you guys um, how to submit a, uh, a submission, uh, get a quote for submissions and stuff as well. Um, but so that's incredible. Do you, do you have any, you know, where do you sort of see, uh, see Stooge? I will get my words out in a second. Where do you see Seed Studios in a few years' time? Um, there's there's lots of things in the pipeline. Um, like uh, the, the launch of several things has been delayed as a result of the pandemic, being frank. Um, we, we finally got a custom service, which was uh, a new service launched a couple of weekends ago, where you essentially can have any character that you want, uh, a unique, bespoke, one-off, converted and sculpted model made for you. Uh, that can be from artwork, from a book that you've read, or your favourite character that perhaps you want your own model for. We, we can make it um, in a truly one-off, unique piece with a certificate of ownership and authenticity and all that kind of stuff. Um, but in the long term, like um, Siege is a brand, so it's not just a commission painting business. Um, there, there's a there's there's a lot of things that we're doing as a brand that are quite far from what Siege does currently. But it's to just within our community do things that first and foremost nobody else is doing, and secondly give Siege, uh, as I said, the the, the the perception and the reality of it being more than just us painting miniatures or teaching you how to paint, if that makes sense. That's that's all that's all I can say at the moment. Excellent stuff. Fantastic. Well, thank you for for joining us uh, on this uh, on this week's show. You're not we're not quite finished with you just yet because we're going to go through uh, all the top three in the community top three to to the end um, of the show. Amazing. And we'll and we'll also be asking you a very important question towards the end of the show as well. But more on that a little bit later on. For now, we're going to take a pause and we're going to come back with this week's top three. So we have. I've had this a slight break in uh, new releases and um, with various things going on at Games Workshop. So we are going to name our top three models that we're looking to paint before the new releases start to flow once again. We will be reading out some of your choices towards the end of the show. But first of all, let's chat about what, what we want to aim to get painted. So, Matt, do you want to start us off with your third choice? Yeah, so I... Uh... I've been working through Kersey, which is an awesome, awesome box, and I'm I'm desperate to get these guys done ASAP, really, before the uh, the vampire battle term comes out. So next on me, next on my painting desk, I've actually started on him the other night. Is uh, Watch Captain Halgrim, the uh, the the skeleton character out of the box? Yeah. He's I think he should be fairly quick to do because he's essentially the same scheme as the. Uh, the orphan watch that I did. Spend a little more time, do some more highlights on him. They were very rough and ready, the orphan watch. But uh, yeah, once once he's done, that's all the skeletons done then. So then I can move on to the other uh, undead stuff in the box. Excellent stuff. You sound a bit optimistic there, Matt. All the skeletons. I assume you're gonna have like 200 skeletons. Well, this is it. This is why I wanted to. <laughs> these. I think it took me about four hours to do the unit because I thought realistically I'm gonna have like 90 skeletons in my army. And if, <laughs> <laughs> if I spend any longer on them, I'll be there till like you know. 2030 painting skeletons so i had to go a bit rough and ready on him <laughs> uh jay what's your third choice uh, so my third choice so I, I i'm on a luminef sort of steam train at the moment i've got to get these luminef done so all three of my models are luminef uh, and i'm my focus is on getting the big blocks of infantry the big blocks of cavalry done um, and i'm going to treat myself to a hero in between those big blocks of of you know battle line troops so my aim is to get three characters done, which means I need to get three units done at the same time. So it's like it's like a double thing there. So so the first character is the, is the Lord Regent, who is like the um, he's the mounted sort of uh, generic combat hero for the Luminef Realm Lords. Something that we're really lacking when the first Battle Tome came out. 
it's such a nice model. I've actually converted him so he, he's he's more based on the char- the name character version, but with a a weapon swap. So he's holding the sword aloft, a bit like the old Tyrion model. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really looking forward to to painting him, and he was really really good in the game as well until he got well, he nearly got decapitated by some Zinch screamers. He was very yeah, lucky. Unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. My, my um, third choice uh, is a unit I've started, it's kind of been slightly, uh, slowly even, chipping away at over the past few weeks, and that's my Blight Lord Terminators for my Death Guard. Um, so I only actually have one and a half Terminators left to finish um, a squad of five, although I have actually got some um, extra ones I could add to the unit. But if I can try and get five finished, um, then when we start playing games again and start streaming games, then I'll, um, I'll hopefully get them on the tabletop and, and have them in my Death Guard, because I think they're such an awesome unit. Um, and I keep seeing battle reports with them, and they're so cool, uh, and they're so characterful as well. So they, I definitely want to get this sort of one and a half um, Terminators finished, um, ready for us to, to play some games. Uh, James, uh, have you got a third choice? Yeah, uh, I desperately, desperately want to finish, first and foremost, I want to finish uh, a squad of veterans for my Catalans that I've been working on. So that's the first thing. Um, really, really uh, just spent ages making them. So getting them painted would be quite nice, to be honest. Uh, and then I'm actually going to uh, finish the two character models, which you uh, which you so lovely pointed out earlier, the two Catalan new plastics. They're the two other models which I want to get done because I, I just absolutely love them. So, yeah, it's, they're the three units. It's all Catalans. <laughs> Excellent. Um, we're round to our second choices. Matt, what is your second choice? So, again, with the Curse City uh, hype train, got to get those zombies done. Um, some people have, have not liked the zombies because there's quite a lot of extra details on them, like the gravestones on the back and stuff. I'm quite looking forward to doing them. Again, it's, I'm going to try and work out a super quick scheme for them. Uh, the skeletons, it was, it was a lot of, of base colours contrast then, then like a highlight or two. So, yeah, something simple like that to get the zombies done. And then, yeah, it frees me up to paint all the cool characters and stuff in the box then. I, uh, I'm actually really looking forward to I think I'm more looking forward to painting the zombies from Curse City rather than skeletons. I don't know if it's because I've painted quite a few skeletons before, um, or I think it's more down to the fact I just think I, I really like them. I, I think I, I prefer those sculpts over the skeletons, if I'm honest. I think they're really fun. I like the gravestones. I like the, the, the detail on them and the sort of branches and stuff coming out of them. Um, I think if I ever went Gravelords... I'd probably stock up on zombies rather than oh, skeletons. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'll probably do the other way. I'll go, I'll go skeleton heavy, but the zombies are really nice. I, I think they're cool. Yeah, they're very, very nice. It'd be, uh, awesome, Jake... if was, it'd be awesome if there was like a... I know you've got Ghost Slav, haven't you, the Gravekeeper, but like just like a zombie, but a zombie special character. So he's a bit of a special zombie, even though he's rubbish still. A zombie with a brain. Yeah, maybe he gets two attacks hitting on sixes rather than one attack, but he's a named character, so you can't give him any traits or artifacts. But you just then that way, Matt, you could just like batch paint all of your zombies, but take a little bit of extra time on that zombie hero. Maybe maybe do like a zombie champion in the unit. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Jay, what's your uh, second choice? So my second choice is actually two models in one, and it is Alania and Elephor. These are the the twins, the the Teclian and Tyrion. Um, uh, protégés like one sort of leaping over the other, a bit like Elfarian with the sword and then a mage on top. Um, yeah, he does. I, he does look a lot like Elfarian, doesn't he? That the guy on the bomb. Yeah, the old Elfarian, the blind Elfarian model. Yeah, um, really, really cool model. And they've got some really, really cool rules actually. I don't know if they're the most competitive choice. I think the fact that they randomly teleport around the battle uh, every time you take damage might sort of stop them seeing competitive play. <laughs> um, 
But um, unless, unless, unless in the Age of Sigmar third edition, that that's a useful ability to have. And maybe what's that shifting objectives isn't the one where the yeah, objective yeah. teleports as well. So you know, maybe. Um, but such a really, really cool model. Um, and I guess when we start seeing more of the uh, sort of, imagine you, you've got the blade laws and things, haven't you? So there is a bit of Tyrion sort of faction already in the battle tone. But that would be a good sort of like bring them both together. Excellent. My uh, second choice is for the uh, is inspired by the upcoming codex. Um, so my second choice is the Paraxi, I think they pronounce. Paraxi. Um, Paraxi. Uh, the 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 I can't you know I've gone and written Skystalkers. Skystalkers. The the other build, the ones with the flamers. Um, because I think that's the, the the slightly more competitive build about the two. Um, I really can't wait to stop hating those. They're they're very fiddly models. Um, but I think they're going to be look ace alongside the rest of my Mechanicus once they're um, once they're done. Uh, I think it's going to be a bit of a push to get them finished with everything else that I want to paint. But um, I am looking forward to getting some paint on those guys. And it's been ages since I painted any Mechanicus, and I love that army. So um, yeah, can't can't wait to get started on those. Uh, James, what's your second choice? I totally didn't realise that I was supposed to do one at a time, so I do apologise. Um, so I, I'll throw in some some Brucey bonuses then. Um, so <laughs> I, I I desperately 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 want to get painting um, a uh, two uh, well I it's two models again. Sorry. So two versions of Tycho. So one in gold armour. Oh then, yeah. And then one obviously when he's Tycho the Lost, where he's obviously uh, 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 Death Company. So I've got the two models ready to go. So I'm really keen to get those done. Take it full on old school non-metallic style, like in the original second edition book. Uh, do you know what? Like I, I do love NMM a lot, but I, I there is something about adding reflections and, and shades and colours and tones onto metallics that I just I've been in love with recently. Um, so so I, I may do it metallic. I don't know yet. We'll see. Ooh. Excellent. We are round to our top choices. So Matt, what is top on your painting list? Well, I said it was going to be super disciplined and get Curse City done, but Bellacore is built and sitting on my desk. And like I say, after the podcast, I'm going to get the airbrush out and prime him, and then I'll probably start painting him tomorrow. So, yeah, that all goes out the window. Bellacore's getting painted because it is a gorgeous model. Really fun to build as well. There's quite a few different options. He's got two different hand poses. There's three different head options. You can build it either a generic kind of style, like you can use in either game, or you can do a more Sigma or 40K styled. Uh, yeah, really impressed with it. I uh, I can't wait to paint him up. I'm not looking forward to facing him, but um, at the same time, I do I do want to. It's all right, him. Dave. Hopefully... He just he just sits on objective the whole game. <laughs> it's not a problem to deal with. I think we're hoping to get a game in over the back holiday weekend, so hopefully I'll get my chance to see Bellacore myself. Yeah. Um, in some garden hammer, so that that'd be cool. Um, Jay, what is your top choice? Uh, well, if Bellacore is going to be getting some paint, then I need I need something to challenge him a little bit. So uh, I, I'll be looking to get um, Sephiroth, the Wind Spirit, done for the Lumineth, the, the sort of Fox Spirit with the bow. Mm, uh, cool also, yeah, it is a cool model. It's quite a unique model as well um, in the Age Sigma range. Um, yeah, and and I'm very good on the, on the table as well. So the, this was a model that if if a model was to talk me into getting the Lumineth, this is probably one of them um such an awesome looking model uh, that and the blade lords i really like those as well yeah i've got i've got 15 of those on my desk i i, I think i'm gonna so i'm trying to get 20 wardens painted 
now I've got 10 pretty much done, like 95% done. I'm going to get another 10 of those done. And then I was going to just crack on with another 20 wardens, but I think I'm going to try and paint 10 blade laws instead to mix it up a bit. Because mm. uh, they are battle line as well. I think if you've got a, I think you need a scenario character in your yeah. list, which I will have. So Excellent. I, I've got a bit of a two for one uh, on my top choice because um, the, no spoilers here, but in the latest Broken Realms book, uh, the Caradrons um have quite a big part to play i think it's safe to say matt yeah, yeah um, definitely so i want to finally get my caradrons finished because they've been kind of 90 percent there for quite some time but i do have a gun hauler which has only been um undercoated it's not any other paint applied to it yet so i really need to get that painted and then i've got 2000 points um ready to go well, i say i've got 2000 points ready to go i actually want to add another character to my army uh, and that is Bugman, or Bug- Bugmanson, Bugman. even. Bugmanson. It's his, uh, it's his um, ancestor, isn't it? Um, I, I'm going to use him as a chemist in my Caradron army, I think. Um, so I'd like to get him painted as well, uh, ready to have some games with. Because um, he's such... I mean, I love that model. It's, yeah, it's so cool. cool. It's so, so cool. Uh, James, do you want to finish us off with your top choice? So I've been putting off painting this model for nearly a year until I've got some proper free time to do it. So I have kitbashed a a Space Marine Land Speeder Storm with remote control RC drone parts. (laughs) What? And also parts from a Valkyrie kit uh, to make uh, what is uh, what I call uh, a Shadow Eagle gunship, which is basically, for my Catachans, a very nimble uh, Vulture uh, vulture gunship. Uh, I think it's a Vulture, the one that's got the Punisher cannons on it, essentially. (laughs) So if any of you have seen Avatar... Mm. it is essentially a ripoff of the avatar gunship but for 40k using 40k parts um that sounds amazing i i, I the, the the rc drone parts just finish it off because it's got proper round rotors as in the protected rotor blade parts and um, yeah i just absolutely love it and um and yeah <laughs> I've, I've been putting off painting it for some time uh, and i've made valkyrie versions of it so like stretched super stretched land speeder storms that are like a lot more bulkier um but it had four rotors on them um and uh and yeah i've just i've got two of the what rip off vulture gunship basically things i've got two of those that i've got uh, that i'm gonna absolutely go crazy on when i when i get a chance so that's my favorite thing that i've got at the moment to paint that sounds awesome that sounds so so cool a good ride for the veterans exactly yeah yeah exactly so so yeah i can't wait fantastic that wraps up wraps up our top three choices we do have one final segment of the podcast left to go So we're going to take a pause and come back with that. It is almost time to wrap up this week's podcast. But before we do so, let's head over to the community and see what you've chosen uh, as your top three miniatures that you want to paint before pre-orders resume. So, Matt, what do we have on Twitter? Well, we seem to have a bit of a running theme with the community. Uh, Average Paint says, Curse City, Curse City and Curse City. Uh, I finished two heroes and have the zombies base coated, so that's going to happen, right? Wishful thinking. <laughs> uh, Zomba Mine uh, says uh, at least the four heroes I've started Curse City with the quest with uh, finish a unit of assault intercessors. I've been sat on my desk forever and start on the Avalonor. Oh, I don't like that big cow. 
He, uh, he's annoying to fight. Awesome model, but yeah, he's frustrating to fight. Uh, Fabius Fulgrim is going to be happy if he gets his Chaos Sorcerer done. He's done a really good job on it so far. It looks almost done to me. That's uh, that's really good going. Uh, the Rising Ape. Uh, realistically, there's so much to the contents of Cursed City, and I paint so slowly, I'll be lucky to just get that done. Uh, Pete Allison. Cursed City, Necromunda, Ambot, and the Sons of the Phoenix, Techmarine to finish. Um, but realistically, he'll be lucky if he finishes painting the fence by the time the pre-orders are <laughs> up again. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, Anonymous Rex, 17 Plague Marines, Fallout, X01 Power Armor and Dog Meat. Oh, cool. And uh, my primed Defiler from 14 years ago that I found in the attic. I love it when you find stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Vincent Notley says the Crimson Court, the Storm of Celestus and Dreepers Wraith Creepers. Bit of a, a theme there with his uh, underworld stuff. Um, Fifty Shades of Norn Oil says my advanced hero quest minis. That's a that's that's an awesome one. Uh, Darren Winter, Cursity Heroes, Iron Warrior, uh, ZM unit, ZM unit, Zomortalis maybe. Yeah. And then Andy Wood says a great a gate breaker mega gargant, a thousand points of necrons and some war cry scenery. Uh, and finally Jim Duduku says Thankwell and Bone Ripper have finally arrived, so I'll have to paint them up. Uh, a cunning conversion plan for Glutus or Scorlian, that sounds really cool. And the small matter of Curse City, I'm making progress and loving it. Yeah, lots of lots of love for Curse City this week. Absolutely. I, I need to find time to paint mine. Um, I, I don't know when, but um, I'll squeeze it in somewhere. And, and, and kudos to Andy Wood, Andy Woods, because that's that's um, that's a lot to put on his painting desk in in what is it like a week? Two weeks. <laughs> um, so it's so a good look, Andy. I hope you get all those uh, Necrons and your, your Mega Gargants finished. What is next week's top three, Matt? Well, on on Saturday it's the four year anniversary of Sprues and Brews. So we'll have a little bit of a, a celebration episode next week. And we want to know your top three sprues and brews moments. Excellent. So you can get those in via our social media over on Facebook. Uh, or you, you can tweet to us at sprues and brews. Or you can wait until the, the Sunday or Monday before we start recording uh, and pop your comment in the, the post that we'll put up. Um, and yeah, I can't believe for you. It doesn't feel like we've been online for that long. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> it really, it really, really does. So, James, before we can let you go uh, on this week's show we need to ask you what is your favorite sprue and what is your favorite brew right okay i was debating at this because it's a very difficult one but it has to be the sanguinary guard kit i think just just incredible kit uh, and as for a brew uh, so i'm not actually a, a drinker in the sense of alcohol or anything like that but i do love a good cup of tea and with a little bit of lemon squeeze into it Oh, oh, uh, yeah, that's, that's fancy. But we have to ask, though, and this is really important, what tea bag? Oh, that is a difficult one. It's got to be a good old PG tips. Let's mute James now. Take it from the conversation. Controversial. <laughs> <laughs> right. That does although, although, although he does redeem himself on the sanguinary guard sprue because yeah. that is an awesome sprue. I, that, that, when that first was uh, really, was it was it the third edition Blood Angels Codex or fourth maybe fourth edition wasn't yeah, it? Fourth, the, fourth edition, yeah. Right, James, it's been fantastic, fantastic having you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank um, you very much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. It's very kind of you. So thank you ever so much. We'll have links to, to Siege uh, in our podcast post and in the podcast notes so you can check them out and potentially um, put some working for them. Keep them, keep them busy. Um, Thank you very much. That wraps us up for another week. Uh, we'll be back again next week with episode 136. Until then, have a great week of hobby and we'll speak to you all again very soon. Bye.
Bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Spruce and Brews podcast. For more content, remember to check out spruceandbrews.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, send us a tweet at spruceandbrews or head over to facebook.com forward slash spruceandbrews. Brews.